Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of ClearCast. I'm Katie Keller, Editorial Communications Manager with Clearance Jobs. And today I have Jill Hamilton, editor at the news site, and we're going to talk about some military transition tips, tips to get you through the, this next year if you're planning on retiring from the military. So Jill, thanks for joining me today. Any uh, New Year's resolutions that you can share with us? Any holiday plans? <laughs> Let us know. Oh, goodness. I think it's a, it is a good season to kind of think through you know, the highs and lows of the year. I think a lot of people are burnt out a little bit in 2021. Um, if 20, we, you know, we talked about this the other day on the news site and just burnout and, you know, what that looks like and how to spot it, steps to take. So just trying to go for some balance, you know, either both in the holiday season and in the new year, you know. Wonderful. So. I call them my peaks and my valleys. So yes, finding that balance, Mm, starting out fresh. I love it. So we're trying to help our folks transitioning out of the military, help them start fresh as they enter the civilian workforce. Congratulations to everyone who's thinking about it or who's entering that process. It's really exciting. You're about to turn a new leaf and we are here to help. So top seven tips is what we're going to run through today. The first, attending a transition assistance program They usually have the traditional ones on base, but you're also going to want to seek out additional workshops or TAP seminars that are offered outside of your on-base sort of program or curriculum. And the reason I say that is because the Department of Labor, they traditionally come on and they talk about creating new social profiles, uh, professional networking profiles, and getting that resume together and ready. But you are going to get so many golden nuggets of insights if you reach out to other TAP sort of oriented programs. So, you know, clearancejobs.com, we offer a ton of resources for transitioning military. We have our military transition templates. So depending on what your MOS was, or even if you're looking to pivot careers after you transition out of the military, we have a ton of resume templates. We have sought after skills that veterans should be highlighting on that resume, other resume tips, six steps to overcome the challenges of military transition. And Jill, I know that you have a ton of contributors at news.clarencejobs.com. They're former military themselves. So you need to seek out those resources outside of on base because industry Mm -hmm. is going to give you a little bit of a different opinion than maybe the government or the military is going to tell you when it comes to the job search. So it's just, you know, being becoming a sponge and seeking mm-hmm. out those additional tap seminars. That would be my number one tip. That's really good. Really good. So number two, you're going to want to look at, take some time to think about your transferable skills. And I think important piece of this, this, uh, this step is also thinking about what you want to be doing. Um, I think that's sometimes over overwhelming to like, I can do anything in conjunction with that, thinking about where you want to be living. Like you can, you can live where you want to. And sometimes you gotta, you gotta link up 
those two things. I mean, hopefully you want to stay within the DOD industry and use that security clearance that you already have and put it to use for national security just in a different way. So looking even at like different hubs that might be around the country or even outside of the United States, if that's your jam. Um, looking at what type of jobs are in those different areas or different companies that are there, and then trying to hone in on what you have now in your resume. So you can start translating those skills that you have already from the military, that you can start filling out that resume and maybe figuring out even like what other trainings you might want to add. And that will help, I think, with the, all the different workshops and all the different tools that are available to you. It, will, it won't seem so overwhelming, I think, when you have a clearer picture of what you want to do, what you already have to get there, and what you need to fill the gap. Um, so breaking it down into that will really help that process. Because for some, it's going to be an, I don't say easy, because nothing's easy, right? <laughs> we all want that easy button in life. Um, but for some who maybe already, if, you, if you're going into something that's almost like a one-to-one -one correlation out of the military, that's probably your smoothest, easiest transition. And, and it's something you already like doing. But if you want to try to figure some other things out, you know, maybe... Maybe you always wanted to be a graphic designer or you had more of an artistic side. You didn't get to do that while you're, you know, in the military or you wanted to get into coding more. There's a lot of different boot camps or training programs, even with some of the companies that are out there that um, you can put to good use. So it all starts with knowing what skills you have and what skills you need and really ultimately what you want to do. The worst thing, I don't think you should, you don't want to go into an interview and be like, I can do whatever you need me to do. Right. <laughs> um, like I, as a, as a business major, I understand that I'm kind of a generalist. And so I'm like, well, what kind of work do you need me to fill? Cause I can do a lot of things. Um, so it's, it takes some time, I think, to really start chipping away at like what it is that you want to do and what it is that you're good at. You know, sometimes those two have, you have to find find your way to that too. So that's number two. It's all about the skills. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that self-evaluation is really important. And again, mm -hmm. it kind of piggybacks off of our number one tip because finding those transferable skills, whether it's a direct transfer or you're, you're kind of fudging it a bit, you're going to find those out through these other transition assistance cohorts that you seek out outside of base. So those two, exactly. I would say, yeah, really go hand in hand. So Moving on to number three, networking with veteran-friendly employers. I, I'm a social butterfly. I'm a natural networker. You're, but you're going to want to become that as you transition out of the military. I know that sometimes you probably haven't had, uh, at least in this sort of networking capacity, you haven't had a need to do it necessarily. Uh, and when it comes mm -hmm. to the job search and you know evaluating prospects for different jobs, because I, it is a buyer's market, again, for the job, the ball is in your court. So you need to become comfortable with networking. You need to find those veteran friendly employers. You need to ask around to your buddies who have already transitioned out of the military, see who they're, they're working for their likes and dislikes about them. If it's a company you would be interested in uh, reaching out to these veteran friendly employers that you can find online. There's different lists of veteran friendly awards through different military organizations. So do that research, find ones that have uh, veteran uh, employee resource groups, ERGs. I know that uh, Jill, I think that you have spoken with a few of our clients and partners that have, uh, have these veteran employee resource groups 
that 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 are very beneficial for that population. Yeah, yeah, and we've done some podcasts too on um, top. I think veteran friendly um, employers too, at least in the DC metro area. I might be remembering that incorrectly, <laughs> but yeah, and I've talked to a lot of not, well, not they're currently employed, so not candidates, <laughs> but they've gone through the transition process and have spoken highly of their employers, as well as talking about different tools that their employers already have in place to help military members who have made that transition, you know, with employee resource resource groups um, or different opportunities they have specifically to link up veterans with each other. Um, I think it's been, there's a lot out there. Sure. So what do we have for number four? Oh yeah. So in conjunction with that, you know, so it's good to get the employers who like there's the networking side of things, but at some point you also want to get mentors. So whether or not you are at a new job, um, or you're looking for a job, having a mentor in that process, especially somebody who is a veteran themselves, I helping you along the way, they can look at your resume. They can tell you what looks good about it. What, what, what needs some tweaking. They can even help you with the interview process. Um, so what are some things that you might be describing in very specific manners that the military describes something that isn't talked about that way in the industry? It's just kind of tweaking some of the language, not just on the resume, but also like in an interview situation where you can clearly showcase to um, recruiters and hiring managers that you know what you're talking about um, and you're a great fit for the program that they're hiring for um, or the specific position within their company. So getting those mentors, especially veteran mentors, can really give you a leg up in making that initial transition. And then I would also go so far as to say, keep them around longer after you get your next job. Um, Either somebody who's there at that company as well, who's a veteran, or um, somebody who's outside that company who can help talk through different situations. Um, Because so many things are gonna change, like chain of command, looks a little bit different for some, some companies, especially it's especially different than like chain of command, how that operated in the, in the military. A lot of different situations can just be helpful to have that sounding board to talk through um, how to deal with them in a, in a different setting. And we always say, grab two, three, four, five mentors. You're going to, the more, the merrier, the mm-hmm. more, the more advice, the better that you can become. So number five, listen to podcasts and read military leadership books. We have our national security book club for govies industry, for active duty military, those that are transitioning out. Uh, It includes our wonderful contributors, some of the books that they've authored, but it also includes other leaders within the community, both government and industry. I don't really read a ton anymore, but listening to podcasts is my jam. There are a ton of military transition podcasts, a ton of folks talking about lessons learned, mistakes that you do not need to make that they've already mm-hmm. done for you. So, so use that to your advantage. And it also helps a little bit with, you know, your, mm-hmm. if you're trying to develop an online brand, but developing a brand, even as a candidate, as a recruiter, as a company, it's that's what it is nowadays. Every If you're operating online, you need to have an online brand. So connecting with some of these podcast hosts and these 
uh, military leaders that, you know, write some of these wonderful books discussing lessons learned, they usually have a good online brand. So I think those three things sort of come into this number five tip of listening to podcasts and reading some good books. That's right. Yeah. Whether, so whether you're auditory or whether you like to read things, you know, there's always a, there's a, there's a way for you to get the information that you need. Um, so it's good. All right. So number six, you need to play up your strengths and what being a veteran brings to the corporate table. So this is, you know, bring out that veteran advantage and not in like an arrogant way. Uh, obviously, um, I, I follow military Twitter enough to know that, um, there are some people out there that that other veterans can't stand on social platforms because of um, because of that. But I think there it, it is good to highlight that being a veteran does have a distinct advantage. There are skill sets that you've learned in the military that are directly applicable to the corporate world and even can give you a leg up in some ways even if you don't say it that way, but it can give you a leg up against, um, you know, the the other competition that might be coming for the job. There's just um, the diligence, even just like your, like the attention to detail, so many of the soft skills that you can gain from your military experience that are, that are needed. And even just bringing a willingness to learn and tackle on new projects. You know, you might, that is, you get sent wherever you need to get sent before, and you're willing to jump in there and and take on new projects. And that is something like showing that initiative is is a great um, is a great thing for that employers are looking for. Um, I just recently read this thing where uh, it said we should stop saying to candidates that we want you to be able to join our company and hit the ground running, but we want you to join and hit the ground learning which is, is kind of a little bit of a shift. Like, yeah, you might need to be able to function and do things, but really it's going to take some time for you to learn and, and grow and, and, and dive in there. So that's okay. But as long as you come to the table ready to learn and grow, that's the type of attitude that we want. So there, there is a, a distinct advantage that you bring as a veteran and it's good to highlight that and not, um, and not think that it's a bad thing that you're transition you're 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 behind um you're behind in getting caught up to others that you might be competing for with with for the job if that makes sense sure well and i would say you know for our industry the dod and ic it, it, i think that veterans are more inclined to identify themselves and mm-hmm sort of, you know, highlight the fact that they come from that diverse talent pool. But this goes for any industry, especially in the private and commercial sectors. Highlight that you're a veteran because you are bringing a diverse perspective of overcoming adversity, managing Mm -hmm. teams that have been sprawled across continents sometimes. So highlight that you're a veteran, no matter what industry that you're applying to, whether you're coming into NATSEC, you're getting out of NATSEC. If you're in the job search, highlight that you're a veteran. Absolutely. All right. So last tip, number seven, become best friends, BFFs with the cleared recruiters and the (laughs) headhunters. We have an, an article on our news site. It's the rules of engagement when you're networking with a recruiter, I encourage everyone to go check that article out. We'll backlink to it here as well. But you need to become friends with recruiters, but in the right way. 
So recruiters are very busy people. They're notoriously some of the busiest within the national security apparatus because they have actually been working from home even prior to COVID-19 and all this nonsense. So they they are managing multiple contracts, multiple proposals, probably like, you know, dozens of candidates for each of those positions. And so there are ways to network with a recruiter, but they can be your best friends because they can get you a fantastic job. Everyone become best friends with recruiters. Be nice to them. I'm a former recruiter, so I'm always going to tell you first and foremost, just be nice to them. They have hard jobs. And we were actually talking within our editorial team. Recruiters don't really get a lot of gifts, but the gift of kindness, especially over the holidays when they're probably working, I, I would recommend it. So that is our number seven tip. That's a, that's a good one to remember. I think just giving them the benefit of the doubt, even, you know, if they haven't followed up with you immediately, um, assuming the best in them and not the worst and knowing that they're busy or they're trying to manage client expectations, their boss's expectations, um, and not trying to um, ignore your email or your call, you know, give it a couple days, then follow up, but assume the best in that you know, your tone matters. <laughs> Assume the best in people. That's a good New Year's resolution. We're coming full circle. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, those are our military transition tips for today. That's seven tips. But, you know, tomorrow we'll probably have some more. And we'll definitely have tons from yesterday and years prior. So you're going to want to visit news.clearancejobs.com to soak all those